Everything's good, everybody. Welcome to the Crossover Podcast on the Niners Nation Podcast Network. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. If you are new to the show, this is where we cross enemy lines, take a deep dive into the 49ers opponent for the week with someone who knows the team way better than me. Uh, this week, it's the Carolina Panthers. That means we get to talk to Darren Gant. Darren, long time no see. We used to work together at NBC for Pro Football Talk. It's good to catch up with you. I know, right? That enemy lines description doesn't feel appropriate here. We're friends, Rob. We just haven't That's seen true. each other in a minute. So it's good to see you. It's good to talk to you, buddy. I wish I had better news, but I got to <laughs> tell you. I think you're in trouble this week. You're not uh, You're not liking the 32nd ranked offense in the NFL against the number one ranked defense in the <laughs> NFL. That's not, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. I mean, it's a daunting task for sure. And, and honestly, when you look at this from the other side, I mean, it's kind of, uh, when I watched, and again, all these things are different, but when you watch what the 49ers did the other night and then kind of project it against the screen of the first four games of Carolina Panthers football this year, it's like, whoa, where the play is going to come from? I mean, there's some things I think that they can do a lot better here, obviously. Uh, there are some things that they've done particularly well. I mean, they've run the ball extremely well. The offensive line's better than it's been in Carolina in probably seven or eight years. Uh, but until they figure out how to throw the football against the number one ranked defense in the NFL, it might be a little bit of a slog. Why has the passing game struggled so much? I think, I think there's a lot of stuff. It's easy to point and say Baker Mayfield, but it's more complicated than that. I think it wasn't an ideal situation from the start with uh, a set of trade discussions that honestly began in March and didn't really come to fruition until July. He comes in late, didn't have OTAs, was split in time because they frankly wanted to see him do enough to make the job his own in training camp rather than just hand him something, which I, I think was a good idea. When a guy's coming off the, the way his Cleveland career ended, you want to make sure he doesn't think anything's being bestowed without being earned. So um, I, I think the end result, though, was he didn't get a full training camp. He didn't have OTAs. He's effectively four weeks into a brand new offense with a guy he'd never met and been McAdoo, and it kind of looks like that right now. I mean, the timing is just off in the passing game. Uh, if if you really go back and look, I mean, there are plays to be made. He just hasn't made them so far. And Christian McCaffrey is banged up but going to play in this one? Christian is not actually on the injury report at all this week. Uh, Christian has had some stuff over the course of the year, but he's been healthy and, and he knows and he's painfully aware, uh, no pun intended, that that's always going to be the question with him. Everybody's going to wonder, are you going to be able to stay on the field? He's been on the field pretty consistently. He's 100 yards from scrimmage each of the last three weeks two straight 100-yard rushing games prior to last week's loss to the Cardinals. So Christian's been good. He's looked like vintage Christian McCaffrey, and, it, and there's a surprise about what he's doing. It's that he's getting a lot of those yards inside. He is not a prototypical big back, a between-the-tackles guy, but Christian is a good and instinctive runner inside and has been able to find holes this year, and he's obviously still as explosive as he's ever been. That seems to be the Panthers' path to victory, which is what I was going to ask you. You're telling me they need to just run the ball and limit yeah. turnovers, which I know is something Kyle Shanahan talked about, is that Carolina has not won the turnover battle all season. 
I am 100 years old. So I was there <laughs> on, on December 24th, 2006, when they were basically out of quarterbacks and decided to run Wildcat in Atlanta with D'Angelo Williams. And I think they ran the ball 50 some odd times and threw it seven times that day. I don't think it needs to be that extreme. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, uh, when things aren't going well in the passing game, you got to lean hard into the other side. And, and I think Christian can still uh, carry an offense. I think Christian can still be the same kind of dynamic playmaker he was uh, prior to a couple of years of being hurt. But uh, they are going to have to clutch and grab and keep this one close and affect Jimmy Garoppolo and, and do all those things defensively. Listen, the defense is good. They, they have been playing uh, exceptionally well. They've just play, been playing too much. When you're last in the league in third down percentage, last in the league in plays run from scrimmage, the flip side of that is your defense is on the field more than anybody in the league. And as good as it's been, and Brian Burns has been very good, Frankie Louvu's been a revelation, running around with his hair on fire, making a lot of plays, uh, they're getting worn out. And they've given up. Uh, 42 points in the fourth quarter, more than any quarter. And I think that's indicative of having been out there all day. So that was where I was going to go next. I was going to say, yeah. if I'm watching Jimmy Garoppolo in this offense, what do I have to worry about from the Carolina Panthers defense? Oh, I mean, they can get after quarterbacks. I mean, again, Brian Burns is, um, I think he's a guy, if if he was on a team with the, another or a higher profile team, Brian would be a higher profile player. Made his first Pro Bowl last year. He's just such a an athletic guy. I mean, he's different than Bosa. He's a he's a completely different kind of pass rusher, but he's so agile, he's so quick, he's got he can bend, he can move, he's he's just a different sort of rusher and he is playing at a super high level. It's just kind of hard to tell sometimes when you're playing on a team that's one and three. You know, and playing in not a major market, it's a little bit easy to lose Brian Burns, but he's been outstanding so far this year. My fear is that the 49ers are going to turn the ball over because to me, that's the only way that they lose this game just because their defense has been so incredible. But if they, if Carolina can get pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, he has shown he will put the ball in harm's way. And if the Panthers right. can steal it, that's their path to victory. Well, and that's been the thing. I mean, this year they didn't create a turnover in the first two weeks. And Rule really leaned into them and said, you know, this defense is going to have to create some turnovers and it's probably going to have to score. And they've scored defensive touchdowns the last two weeks. They've shown they're capable of it. Again, Frankie Louvu is on a tear unlike he's had in his career. I mean, he was a spot player, situational rusher, special teams guy with the Jets who they didn't even tender as a restricted free agent and he's come in here in the last couple of years and made a name for himself I mean Frankie's playing uh exceptionally well creating turnovers uh forced the fumble that got returned for a touchdown a week ago and then last week returned the interception so uh they've got guys who can affect Jimmy but they really need that to happen uh if they want to have a shot here has the Bosa Baker Mayfield thing come up locally? <laughs> because in San Francisco, it has. We all remember Bosa waving the flag after sacking Baker when he was with the Browns. 
Nick's kind of downplayed that this week. Has that come up uh, locally there? It, it did not come up locally Wednesday. I think if Nick may have addressed it uh, later in the week, it was after Baker had had his turn at the podium. And uh-huh. so he uh, has, has been able to avoid that one. I mean, frankly, there's been so much conversation about Baker himself and what's wrong with Baker and what's wrong with the third downs and what's wrong with this passing game in general that we haven't even gotten into some of the tangential Baker stuff. I mean, I think he, I've actually, he hasn't played very well in the first four games, but I think we were conditioned to expect the persona of Baker Mayfield. And we really haven't seen that. I mean, he kind of walked in the door uh, knowing that he needed to prove himself this year. And he still does. I mean, he absolutely still does. But we haven't really gotten to the personality of Baker yet because he's still trying to sort out the football stuff, to be honest with you. Do you think it's possible he has a future there beyond this year? Or do you think that things are already kind of decided that maybe next year they go a different direction? I mean, it, it's so hard to tell right now. We're four games into a 17-game season. If he caught hot, uh, who knows what's going to happen? There's there's obviously an availability. They've got one quarterback on the books next year, and it's Matt Corral on a rookie deal. This year's third-round pick who's out for the season with an injury. Uh, so the door is open for someone to walk through it, and you know that's going to depend on Baker. If he plays the last 13 games of the season the way he played in 2020 for the Browns, Maybe it'll be him. If he plays the way he played the first four weeks, I I think they're going to be looking at drafting a quarterback and perhaps pretty hot. Final prediction from you for this week. Yeah. Oh, final prediction. I I thought you were teaming me up for a question in your smooth radio (laughs) way there. Um, I, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine the Carolina Panthers winning this game. I mean, it's just too much. Uh, stacked up on the other side. Now, do they turn this into, you know, rally around the flag? Uh, do they turn this into some kind of emotional thing? Are they able to clutch and grab and get a turnover and keep it close? Maybe, but it's just hard for me as an objective watcher of football to uh, kind of find that path to victory for Carolina this weekend. Well, Darren, we thank you very much for the time. As always, you make us smarter. Thanks for hopping on. Absolutely. Happy to do it. Good to see you again, buddy. Darren Gant is one of the best people I know in this business, and I am grateful for getting the chance to catch up with him. That's going to do it for this edition of The Crossover. Just want to remind everybody, please don't forget, after the game on Sunday, you can join us for the Instant Reaction podcast live on the Niners Nation Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages. I will be there, Levin Black will be there, and you never know who else might stop by. We will hopefully be celebrating another 49ers victory. Regardless, we are so thankful and grateful for your support, the thousands and thousands of you that join us every single week, so let's please keep that going. Enjoy the game on Sunday, everybody. We'll talk to you then.